0: This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about the wealthiest zip codes in town. My zip code doesn't even crack the top 10. That's how you know I'm real. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. And Allison Steins. Hi. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So guys, on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com this week, we published a list of restaurants that closed during the first half of 2020. About 33 restaurants closed so far this year which surprisingly is similar to this time last year when 32 restaurants closed. And I say it's surprising because the coronavirus was this year and that really hampered the restaurant industry. Uh, some of the restaurants we lost included Lily's Bistro in the Highlands, uh, Verbena Cafe in Norton Commons, and Bistro 42 in Prospect. So the restaurant business is very difficult, and I think a lot of people have dreamed about getting into it. So my question to you guys is, If you were to launch a restaurant concept, what would it be? And I'm going to start here. I've thought about this a lot. I think I would want to start some kind of, like, short order diner. And I know that makes me seem like kind of uh, a simpleton, but, like, you know, I mean, it's, like, nothing fancy. I'm not – I can't, you know, do anything good with uh, Brussels sprouts, but, you know (laughs) – like just like a a Denny's that's locally owned type thing uh and and not scary <laughs> that's,
1: that's awesome and for. like that's totally on brand for you like I, it is. I can it's totally like, really see that <laughs> accessible. Um, like I can see you yeah. like standing at like you know like the big flat grill kind of thing just like oh, chatting yeah. with that's your peoples and like flipping yeah. hash browns and stuff yeah
0: kind of like um what's the place in the I've mentioned it before twig and leaf
1: Oh, Twig and um, Leaf, yeah. Oh, yes, I, like, yes, I love
0: yes. their whole vibe, and, like, I, it would kind of be something like that, but obviously nowhere near Twig and Leaf, because it's been sticking around for, like, 35 years or something now, <laughs> so I wouldn't want to <laughs> compete with it, but, uh, but yeah, on another part of town, for sure. Uh, so how about you, Brooke? What do you think?
1: Uh, so I have thought about this for a long time, too, um, and I think I would do, like, a bakery or a dessert cafe. Um Kind of like um sweet surrender. Like I love like I always like, you know, want to get something sweet or dessert after dinner. And so many bakeries are open in the morning and closed at night. Um, which oh, yeah, is yeah, when yeah. I want to be eating something sweet. So um I think I would do something like that where it was uh like a dessert cafe um that's open mm-hmm. in the evenings. Um uh, maybe have some like wine and cocktails or something like that. But gosh, we don't want to complicate it. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds
0: good. Yeah, yeah. Allison, have you given this one much thought? You, you I you have dream actually of starting a restaurant.
2: I actually have uh, dreamed about this for probably thirty years, and yeah, me too. Uh, it's something that I've always <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, with my oldest daughter, she's been getting into baking and cooking lately and she decided she wanted to open up a restaurant and I was like, well, that would be really fun. She wants to do some sort of like Violet's home cooking. But I would love to have a kind of deli type with sandwiches, salads, that type of stuff. I love the food. So that's what I would do. But I, yeah. I told uh, yeah. my daughter that maybe, just maybe, when I retire, maybe we could open up a restaurant.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like retirement would be a good time to do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then again, like then it's scary because you you don't you're, you're retired and you need money.
1: So. Right, right, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I've, like I've always dreamed. Like I'm baking is just like is my thing. So I've always. Yeah. But then, like I've heard people say like you love baking, like don't make it your job because then like it'll, it'll ruin it for you. So true. true, you know. true.
0: And yeah. I've talked to um, Fernando Martinez. He's the guy behind, Ol- he's one of the guys behind Ole restaurant group, which owns steak and bourbon and taco luchador and some other restaurants. And he told me like, everybody wants to be in the restaurant industry because they think it's glamorous and they think it's cool to own their own restaurant, but it's so much hard work. That, um you know most people get in it and and don't realize how hard it is, and that's why a lot of restaurants fail yeah um so yeah. so and i could I, I could totally see that
2: i I used to work in a a restaurant on Bartstown Road years and years ago called parisian Pantry, and waking up you know really early to get in and start cracking eggs and, mm-hmm. and cutting up potatoes and stuff it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hard work. And that's the only reason why I kind of never went, I almost went to culinary school and I decided against it because
1: I didn't want to wake up that early. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I know. Like like, (laughs) the whole like bakery concept, they they're up at like in the middle of the night. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. true. Yeah. And like the, I think the personnel uh, issues would be hard, you know, just like, getting good people and and you know finding uh finding all the people you need and and you know a lot of restaurant workers bounce around a lot so um so i imagine it would be tough of course if you paid I, well that would probably help so
1: i feel like we all just need to start with like a farmer's market booth <laughs> like, that's how right, right, right. we'll well yeah. i've i've thought about a food
2: cart uh downtown someplace like doing a i know oh, we yeah. make fun of uh like a cereal bar, but I think that would be really fun to have a a cart of cereal.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be fun. fun. <laughs>
2: cereal. I just think that would be so fun. Yeah.
1: Listen, I pay $5 for a po- fancy popsicle, so we all know I'd be buying <laughs> stuff from the cereal cart. Like, I mean, like, come on.
0: You know, that maybe that concept, you know, would maybe fit a, a cart better because you wouldn't have the high uh, real estate. Cost, and that's obviously a a big problem with with a lot of restaurants still, so. but anyway, I guess uh you guys listening out there, stay tuned for our three restaurant concepts to uh, <laughs> appear on a street corner <laughs> near you <Yep. laughs> We'll be working on those yeah. um, let's see here so Allison's done some research on the wealthiest zip codes in Louisville. The top twenty-five list is on our website, and I'll link that list uh, in the show notes so people listening can click on that and go check it out. Uh, but Allison, what are the top three? And like, don't just give me the numbers. Tell me kind of where they are generally. <laughs> sure.
2: The number one zip code is uh, Prospect's four zero zero five nine, and that, that falls makes sense. in Jevers- That falls in Jefferson and Oldham counties. Uh, We mm-hmm. have uh, Goshen in Oldham County, uh, that's 40026, and mm-hmm. then the third is 40245, which is in Jefferson County, and it's kind of Middletown, out Shelbyville Road, Lake Forest, Valhalla, that kind of area.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense too, um, and then you you have also listed in there the median income of all all twenty five of these. But I guess what's the top uh, for, for the uh, for the uh, the I think you said Prospect one.
2: Yeah, Prospect. It's uh, just a little over one hundred forty two thousand for median yeah. income, and then the next one down is Goshen with a uh, hundred sixteen thousand. So yeah. it's a difference of over 25,000. So that's kind of a big yeah. difference there.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a big drop. I guess it's maybe is one more populated than the other. Is that what maybe brought it down or The
2: population of uh Prospect is a lot higher than Goshen. It's uh about a little over 10,000
0: in population okay. and yeah, than and that has Goshen. a lot of the kind of higher end neighborhoods like Norton Commons I imagine would be in that zip code and yeah. uh, I think Norton is Commons
1: is prospect isn't it or part of it yeah. yes
0: yeah that's what yeah. I yeah oh,
1: okay oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I,
0: like I don't know for sure but I would imagine that's its zip code um but uh and then I guess um what's like the most densely populated of the zip codes on the top 25 cuz I imagine like none of them are super huge uh,
2: St. Matthews, the 40207, that's the mm-hmm. one that is has the highest population of over 14,000.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So, yeah, um, I would imagine that that's the most, like, that's probably the highest, um, highest populated one in, like, a dense area. The rest of them, there's a lot of these uh, kind of subdivisions that, that aren't as dense, and, you know, they're not urban, they're suburban so um you know just i've i've always thought about what parts of town i live in if if you if you guys could buy a second home what part of town do you think you'd want to live in? and do you know the zip code there there's a bonus question do you know the zip code of the part of town that you want to
1: live? <laughs> um yes and no like so i love so many different areas of louisville like it's it's hard like when i was looking for a house like people like where are you looking and i was like anywhere Like i was just like uh i mean like i looked for uh, i mean i ended up buying in like the germantown area but uh, i looked in linden i looked all the way out chamberlain lane it was really more about like the house that felt right to me
0: yeah um
1: but uh, but anyway, so, I, I mean, like, I love the original Highlands. Like, driving around there, walking around there just, like, makes me so happy. But yeah. at the same time, I would totally live in Norton Commons, too, because I like that area. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I'm all over the place, and it's really just more about, like, the house that I would find, so um that that's mm-hmm. me like i i could i could live in the original highlands or i could live in norton commons which to me like are total polar opposites so, right right uh,
0: I, yeah i'm kind of the same way with the house thing it's just kind of what you like in the house but i I'd guess also, location like, is al- everything
1: yeah i'd also live in a farmhouse in the middle of like shelby county too so like y- like i'm i'm all over the place yeah how about you yeah, Allison? i would
2: i would totally live in at a, in a farmhouse somewhere in shelby county as well uh i would love right? to have a little piece of land i would love it and grow my own uh like a wraparound porch so yes. awesome. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know my my brother uh he lives out in boulder colorado and a couple years ago him and his wife bought a five acre farm and you know they had lived in the city and so they went and bought this farm and they've become little farmers. It's it's so funny <laughs> to watch them. What they, Do they like it? it is, like, is... They, they have, oh, they love it. They have goats and chickens <laughs> and they have a little farmer's market uh, every uh, Saturday. It is just so fun. And that's, I would love to do something like that. That makes but me so happy, I would, yeah. I I would also uh live probably in Crescent Hill or Clifton. I lo- I used to live Ooh, Crescent in Crescent Hill. Clifton and, uh, I forgot
1: about that one. And, uh, Add that one yeah. to my list. I lived Yeah.
2: <laughs> I lived on Pope Street uh years and years ago. My husband and I our first apartment was on Pope Street and I loved it. And now it's so mm-hmm. different than mm-hmm. what it 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 was back then. It wasn't as I mean it was it was really people really thought we were weird for living down there when we did. I mean that was almost 25 years ago so it's, right it right. has changed there's so much to do down there now
0: yeah and i there love the can... geography of that whole area um just, yeah you yeah. know the way that it's kind of uh you know you got Beargrass creek kind of near there and uh a lot of hills and that sort of thing so um yeah i wouldn't like riding my bike up all those hills but yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> or snow
0: or yeah or the snow yeah, but that yeah, would just yeah, give me yeah, an excuse yeah. to buy a four-wheel drive so
1: yeah. um
0: <laughs> I think I would also like I like I've always lived in town like I'm not not from Louisville I'm from Bardstown but I lived in Bardstown I didn't live like out in the country um and I'm and I had a lot of friends that grew up in the country and you know I always thought that I didn't like that but I don't know, lately I kind of kind of see the appeal of uh, just getting away from it all and having like a place in the country. Um, I like, um, you know, I, I like cars to a certain extent and it would be cool to like have a big garage and, you know, keep oh, a couple yeah. of cars and that sort of thing, which mm-hmm. I, you know, my car, my house now, I have a one car garage and it's like, well, you know, it's not like I can keep an extra car <laughs> there or something, but yeah. Um, but you know, it'd be cool to have something like that we, that wasn't your daily driver that was like, you know, uh, you know, keep keep it there and work on it or whatever projects or whatever. Um and I kinda yeah, I kinda like that too. But I think I would definitely um I would pick like Highlands or downtown. I think downtown's awesome. I'd love to uh have a condo or something there.
1: Yeah, that would um, be cool.
0: Yeah, and I, and I guess you guys kind of answered this, but you guys are you, you're, you're thinking like single family house, not like apartment or or or, uh, or condo or anything like that. Yeah, no, I'm
1: thinking
2: I, like yeah,
0: yeah. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. I guess <laughs> Allison go first, and then Brooke.
2: <laughs> yeah, single single family. I don't think I would do well in, in an apartment or condo. I think. I've lived so much of my life right now in single family. I don't think I could go back until maybe I'm uh, maybe in 20 years.
1: Maybe I do a be loud in 20 with neighbors. years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about you, Brooke?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know what? Let's add loft space to the list, too. I would do a loft space. But like, um, yeah, like especially if we're talking about living in the country, like big old farmhouse with a wrap around porch. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that that's my jam. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I think I'd kind of like the uh, the downtown like loft or, or condo or apartment. i um, not like like we're talking second home here. Uh, oh, yeah. Everyday, second home. You're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyday yeah. thing. But like, you know, you go to a basketball game or something and, you know, you can stay say like a, if you had a, a apartment above Whiskey Row or something like that. I think that would
1: be cool. And and you know, several of our readers actually do do that. Like there are several people that have like, you know, second homes as condos downtown. So yeah.
0: And then just like rent them out as Airbnbs, like when you're not. Oh,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. I think
0: it's like that's a fun way to make money and it's a fun way to invest in property. And then you kind of have the side benefit of having a place to crash when you're downtown for a concert or a, a basketball game or whatever. So.
1: Yeah, but I would need like enough, enough money to like hire the management firm that took care of my Airbnb for me because it's a lot of work. It's not as like, it's not as, as easy as like, oh, sure. Keys are under the mat.
0: Right. So I think I'd want to manage it myself. Like I want, I like, I think I would enjoy that business. of just like, I mean, I wouldn't want to manage a hundred of them, but if I just had one, like kind of personalizing it and making it cool and. Uh, it's, it's kind of like the restaurant thing. Maybe I own the restaurant on the bottom floor and the, uh, yes. the Airbnb on the top floor. So.
1: And the top floor. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I can think of all these ideas, but can I execute? Hell no, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. One day. One day. <laughs> yeah. Keep the dream these alive. Are just,
0: these are just long-term things. Um, all right. Well, we'll switch gears here a little bit. I determined that this show is 95% pizza and like 5% coronavirus talk. Uh, I don't think we brought up pizza this time. So congratulations. There's a pizza record. Um, <laughs> it's not over
1: yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nope. But, uh, now I got pizza as, on the brain. Yeah, exactly. Um, huh. As far as coronavirus talk goes, the big national debate uh, has been about schools reopening. And uh, locally, I guess a decision hasn't been made yet, right, Allison?
2: Uh, correct. For uh, JCPS, For JCPs, still awaiting, awaiting a decision.
0: Yeah. So you're one of the parents in the office. I just want to get your take on this. Kind of where do you come down on this issue? Do you want to see them open or not? Or are you kind of um, just waiting and seeing right now?
2: I would prefer them to start the school doing virtual uh school instead of being inside the brick and mortar. I know there's two mm-hmm. options that Marty Polio is going to present to uh, the school board next week and it's one is brick and mortar. There's also a virtual academy that mm-hmm. you could sign up for that you would not have uh any of the teachers that you would normally have if you were in your brick and mortar school. Uh, so, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a big decision for parents. But I also think that I heard the school board is interested in having uh, the NTI back or uh, the virtual to start off with. So we'll see what happens next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, it's yeah, it's interesting to watch. I, I I guess if I were a parent, I would I would be in the same. I'd probably feel the same way. Just start off virtual. Uh, But I know it is an issue for parents who, you know, that they have their child care, they need child care so they can go to work. So um, not everybody's as lucky as us and can work from home. Um, Yeah, I know. How do the kids feel about it? Like
2: they are wanting to see their friends, uh, mm -hmm. but my oldest is a little bit leery about going back to school and being inside with other people. My youngest could care less and really just wants to go back and see her friends
0: and
2: learn that way
0: yeah 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 i could see that too when i was a kid i never wanted to go back to school
2: (laughs) (laughs) i know i would have been so happy to do a virtual school uh that would have been my preference i I would have loved it (laughs)
0: <laughs> and these kids you know they got way more ways to keep in touch than you know any of us did growing up like yeah. you know the with facetime and zoom and all that stuff so
2: or or the internet but, i mean you have to think when i was you, a kid
1: there wasn't the internet
0: yeah same here yeah I, I i think brooke probably grew up with the internet but um i had but, the
1: internet starting in like middle school but we're talking like dial up aol so yeah yeah <laughs> Like, we got those, uh, yeah. like, discs in the mail.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember a friend of mine got it in high school, and he was like, yeah, it's called the internet, and, like, uh, you can just, like, look things up on it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had you? to get, yeah. like, a second phone line, and then, like, the, the extra phone line was also <laughs> yeah, my yeah. phone line, so, like, I was so cool, you know, it would be like, you could call, and you could talk to me on my clear, see-through, like, wire phone, like yeah (laughs) oh yes
2: yes i do remember when uh i had a neighbor when i was living in the highlands uh first time in college and he had a modem and i he let me borrow it i took it over to my parents house and i was showing my stepdad how cool this was you can dial in and get on to uh like bulletin boards and stuff like that and he totally freaked out like what is this no no we can't do this and it it is so funny, and by the time you know uh, later on, twenty years later, there he was getting on the internet, searching stuff up, and he loved it. Yeah. Emailed. It was. It's so funny. But he, when we, it first came uh, to his attention, he was like, "No, no, we can't
1: do this." <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, like now I'm like, if the internet goes, I'm like, what do I do? My phone doesn't work. I can't watch Netflix. I can't work. I can't do anything. Like, I, like, I don't need cable, but I need the internet. Right, right. right.
0: So you remember that old uh, modem noise that that used to happen when you connected? So here's how I thought when I was like 19. I was like, I was really into like music creation. And I would be like, someone should like take that sound and like lengthen it out to a three minute song. And then like have that kind of in the background. And then the song changes with that noise because it's so iconic and it'll never go away. And, like, now, like, most people don't remember that noise, actually, so that would have been a can dumb I,
1: song. <laughs> can I tell – no, like, you're so genius. Um, I watched a video with Lin-Manuel Miranda, the um, creator of Hamilton, and he actually, in one of the songs, what – like, he said that that dial-up sound from the original AOL was so iconic – that he actually, like, took some of the melody from that and wove it into one of the songs in Hamilton. And he had, like, all of these, like... Like, go look up, like, there's a ton, like... I mean, Hamilton is genius. But, like, the layers upon layers of, like, symbolism that are in the songs and the raps and stuff like that are so genius. Like, I watched this video with him, and it was crazy. But that is so funny that, yeah, he wove that AOL sound into... See, I can come um, up with big
0: ideas. I just don't don't execute them. (laughs) 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 You guys are like my therapist now. Um,
1: Hi, welcome to our introvert podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um... that's all we have time for this week. But before we sign off, I'll let you guys share your social media handles so people know where to find you online. And Allison, I'll start with you.
2: Hi, you can find me on Twitter at BFBlueAllison.
0: All right. And Brooke.
1: Um, so you can find me on Twitter at, at Brook. I'm not super active there, but you can find me. And, um, I'm, I hang out more on Instagram, which is at B 26. So, uh, that's where I do some baking and some other stuff, but yeah. So there you go. Cool.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at BF Blue David and on Instagram at dman 3001, um, that's it. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the Access Level podcast on popular services such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. And also, if you have reviews, we always welcome those. Uh, thank you very much, Brooke and Allison, and thank you guys for listening at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye.